Hello and welcome to Talking Pretty. I'm Prerna. I am Malika. And we're recording this from Smoggy Delhi. Can you hear the smog in my voice? <laughs> of course. Can we hear the smog in your voice? <laughs> well, we hadn't planned it this way, but here we are, talking of something that we don't often think of in this light, but that very much affects the planet, the climate, and the air. The clothes we wear. Pretty as you please is a digital media brand where we talk about making fashion prettier for the planet and for people. Fashion is fun, and we want it to stay that way. You know. Um, For very long, Malika, people, you know, I've heard this thing of people saying that oh, sustainable fashion means boring, yeah. Yeah. And okay, so we're here to really change that because the fact is that sustainable fashion doesn't mean that you take that, um, you know, that blingy dress out and th- take it and throw it out of your wardrobe, right? What it really means is that you take it out and you wear it. You go into a party, you wear that dress. You wear it as much as you can. Yeah. And you buy vintage and you buy pre-loved and you buy responsibly. Yeah, that's what matters at the end of the day. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely that you're making um, conscious mindful decisions, yeah? yeah. So at talking pretty, we want to bring to you conversations that are not just fun and informative, but that that can always also help us improve our relationship with our clothes. Um it is um it is my personal belief that clothes hold memories every time you wear them. Where you got them from, how you they make you feel when you wear them. Um they're more than just something to cover ourselves with. Of course, fast fashion has ensured we're looking at clothes as more than something we cover ourselves with. But something else that fast fashion has done is it has made us view clothes as disposables. Yeah, and we can't dispose of memories. Um we can't dispose of inheritances. We can't um dispose of something that makes us who we are. Uh, what is a very very deep personal choice. So that's what clothes are. They are an expression of who we are. Yeah. Right? Um they're an expression of the choices we make. of conformity or of rebellion or you know even walking that thin line between the two clothes define who we are in more ways than we can imagine yeah clothes are also an important part when we talk about sustainability and not just because you've heard that the fashion industry is the second most polluting industry in the world but for a lot more reasons absolutely absolutely and I, unfortunately i find that this is like the most widely peddled piece of misinformation um you know that it is the second most polluting industry the amount of damage that is being done by the fossil fuel industry yeah. by the plastics in industry is actually you know it's crazy but of course it does play into fashion as well because guess what we've got plastics in our wardrobe <laughs> and do we well we'll be getting into that in detail in subsequent episodes For now, we're just giving you a sneak peek into who we are, what our story is, why we do what we do. Well, I cannot talk about talking pretty or pretty as you please without telling you a little bit about how we got here. I am Prerna, the founder of Pretty as you please. And uh this is not just the story of my brand, but it's also my own personal story. I think in, in that sense it is a personal story for each one of us who works on Pretty as you please. Yeah. Yeah, it is a personal journey that we've all taken. Yeah, absolutely. When I started writing about fashion, I was talking about you know, which I did for many, many years. Um, I was talking about colors and fits and silhouettes and collections, and of course, crafts and fabrics, which is not something you can divorce from fashion ever. Um, it is very much an intrinsic part of it. But I don't think I had the same appreciation for it back then. I think it was just part of the context. I would go for fashion weeks, watch the shows, talk about them, talk about how a designer had done something different from their last collection. 
But it took me uh, many years to realize that we were missing out a very, very important link in the story. Um, we weren't talking about the people who made our clothes. We weren't talking about the environmental impact of having four fashion weeks a year. Well, uh, we were no, nowhere even close to talking about the fact that beyond these four fashion weeks, um, you know, there were brands that were taking out multiple micro collections a year. Yeah. There was so much focus on trends, right? Yeah, because that's the mainstream fashion. That's what's right? pedal to us. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, you know, now our, now our jeans need to be skinny now they need to yeah. you know and you need to follow life. it which is again so much pressure on a consumer or a customer to just keep buying that or buying into trends because that's what brands sell not to mention that it clutters our wardrobes yeah um it it's pressure on the planet it's literally pressure on everything yeah, and right the people who make our clothes absolutely so much pressure on them Oh my God. And uh, you know, like I, I, I've been seeing all these videos of pictures coming out from garment factories yeah. and um, the way those poor workers are just sitting with like piles and piles and piles of yeah. clothes. Long working hours, um, insane working hours. The yeah. loop breaks that they talk, yeah. that they have to, you know, they have to stand in queue to go to yeah. the bathroom and human rights issues, which then also, uh, you know, transgress into um, gender-based violence yeah. and uh, wage Exactly. Um, you know, uh, th- that is the whole thing. We were missing out on talking about these essential threads that held it all together. Um, talking about the fabric of our garments while missing out on talking about the fabric of the fashion industry and what it means to us and what it is doing to us. And then when I started delving into this, I realized people didn't know better. And this was on people like me who were writing about fashion. We needed to do better. We needed to write better. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. So Prena, why don't you tell us about the tweet that started it all? Okay, so it's interesting. Um, I was already like, you know, wanting to write about sustainability and fashion. And then one day um, I'm scrolling through Twitter. Somebody had retweeted a tweet onto my timeline saying, why is sustainable fashion so expensive? Yeah. And I couldn't hold back, right? And I couldn't hold back. And I replied saying, Oh no, um, it's not, you know, because you just need to wear the clothes you have. Yeah. And she replied saying, No, but I need sustainable clothing. And I started replying to her, and then that one tweet became three tweets. Four tweets, and then I kind of got tired, you know, just typing on my phone but multiple tweets. <laughs> yeah, like I just got like a little exhausted, yeah. you know, trying to write out um, 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 a thread. And then I just decided, I this is what I wanted to talk I about. I didn't know this story. <laughs> Interesting to know that. I knew about the tweet, but not the exact yeah. 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 So it started with me wanting to write a post on my blog. Yeah. And um, and then, of course, I sat on it. And then I said, no, because this is not going to be just one post. This is going to be multiple posts. Yeah. So how do I go about those multiple posts? And um, and then from there, that's when I spoke to Rishika. And then Rishika had her own ideas. We just worked on this. I spoke to a few other, uh, you know, seniors, mentors, friends. And Pretty As You Please was born. <laughs> 
But it's so interesting how each of us had our personal journeys. And I've been working with you for over now, what, a year and a half? Almost two, two actually. Two, exactly. Almost two yeah. years now, yeah. yeah. But I didn't know exactly this story. Like, I did not know <laughs> this before. Yeah, because I think I've just like, I've yeah, just mentioned just this tweet in like yeah. many, many times over that it all came from a tweet. It all came from a tweet. But yeah, uh, till we get, till we sit down and talk about it. And I think, Malika, which is why also I thought this podcast was important. Yeah. Because sustainability in fashion also needs to be relatability of fashion. Yeah, of course. Right? We need to we need to make it um, accessible to people. And uh, the only way we can make it accessible is by telling our own stories to um, as yeah, many people. People can definitely relate more if you talk about it from your personal experience. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think when we write about it, we also sometimes miss these little, little nuances because we want, you know, yeah. to make it more readable and we want, we make, want to make sure that you edit out stuff. Absolutely. You have the word counts, you have this and that. Absolutely. Yeah. So, and you know, the same thing about, you know, uh, like how sometimes things get lost in a message. Yeah, of course. But a poor conversation. <laughs> yeah, so much better. So, so, uh, so yeah. And, uh, but you know, like that's where it started from, and then uh, of course I I did a whole lot of research because I knew that if I was going to do this, I had I was going to do it well. Yeah. You know, and mm-hmm. um, I needed to make sure that I understood it myself beyond just articles that I had been reading or you know things I'd been finding on my own, um, or something upon really. Yeah. So I did my research, I attended courses, I poured over whatever was already being written, whatever had been written. I found this one crucial gap. No one was really talking about the Indian I was just going to mention it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or the Indian market. Yeah. So uh, the different market forces that are at play here, um, the aspirations of the average Indian, our everyday relation with the clothes we wear. Um, India was being seen as a manufacturing hub. Yeah. It's a producer of raw materials. And India, sadly, is also where the disposable clothing from the West comes to be gotten rid of. You found out all that information, remember, for the the article that we did on waste? Yeah, yeah, the landfills article. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and Panipat. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so I had always known about Panipat as being called the Manchester of India or the manufacturing hub. But what I didn't know was that it is also known as the cast-off capital from where all the discarded materials or the clothes from the West are sort of dumped there and approximately around 8 lakh kilograms of... 8 lakh kilograms? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> of rag is recycled there on a daily basis. Wow. The number is staggering. It is... I didn't know this. And when I saw this, I was like, What? <laughs> no, no, I, I know because I remember you telling me that you had found this and I was like, uh, yeah, my mind was blown too. And you know what the thing about all of this is, um, it's not just saddening, but somewhere it is also, um, the West is looking at India like this. Somewhere I think it's also missing the whole point. India is the third largest consumer of apparel and accessories. Measures that apply to the West don't apply to us. Um, As far as all metrics go, we are still a developing country, right? Um, Our uh, consumer metrics are, again, heavily skewed towards a handful of people. Yes, definitely. So, um, you know, the, the fact is that if we are recycling waste at this level, we've got, we've got our ideas right somewhere. 
Yeah. If we're being able to do this, unfortunately, and just think, think of it this way. If you and I didn't know yeah. of this one thing, yeah. uh, and this is what we do day in and day out, like we're breathing this, yeah. right? Uh, I mean, fat chance that somebody sitting out there knows this. And this is why I think the work that we do is so, so, so important. It, yeah. It, it not, yeah, not to, uh, I mean, not to make us, ourselves no, out. But yeah, but yeah. Uh, yes. It is important. Absolutely. It is important to know the facts and figures. It is important to know what is being done around you. Because, because that is key yeah. to, you know, uh, mindful consumption exactly. and behavior change. It will influence your consumption patterns. It will influence a lot of things. Right, yeah. right. And, um, and, I, and, and our job here is to basically make this information accessible. Yeah. Uh, to make brands who are doing good work accessible yeah. you know the changes that we as consumers as everyday people can make in our life in our daily lives we need to make that accessible because um, not everyone has the ability or the luxury of time and effort to you know slow down of course yeah so the conversation needs to be inclusive yeah and, and it shouldn't be pressuring like it shouldn't be pressurizing on people absolutely it is a very very personal choice at the end of the day but it's important to know Absolutely, it. absolutely. Yeah. It's the only way that you know uh, that it it can happen uh, through compassionate conversations, yeah, exactly. conversations that take into account the everyday struggles of the average Indian. But we also so, mean the average <laughs> Indian, to hear of course. Us. Yeah, um, that is key. Which is why um, through this podcast, we're going to bring to you conversations with change makers, with brands, with people who've made a difference in their own lives and in the lives of others. Of course, people who make our clothes. And with people who are advocating for change. Um, we hope you listen in, enjoy what you hear and tell us what you think. Looking forward to seeing you in the very first episode of Talking Pretty coming up next. Till then, keep it pretty for the planet, pretty for people and, and pretty, pretty for, for you. you.